are you, darling? Where's your costume? This is my costume. I'm a homeless little maniac. They look just like everyone else. Welcome to the Backbox Pinball Podcast, a podcast for lady pinballers and their friends. Each week, we will sit down with a guest and chat about news and events related to women in the sport and hobby of pinball. Now here's your host, Lauren Gray. I'm so excited to be joined by Miss Jessica Kent. She is the creator and founder of Pinball Origins. She is the co-founder of Bells and Chimes Madison, Wisconsin, and she's currently a member of Bells and Chimes Chicago because she just moved back to the Windy City. So I would like to welcome Miss Jessica to the show. Yay! Hi. <laughs> Jessica, thank you so much for taking time out to come on the show. It means a lot to me because my idea was with, you know, the show was by women, for women, highlighting women in the hobby and the sport of pinball. It's you know, it hasn't been a challenge per se, but, you know, I've been trying to find people who are doing unique things in pinball. And I think you, you bring a lot to the hobby and I've been like cyber stalking you, you know, in a nice way, not in a creepy way, but uh, on Instagram and Facebook. And I'm like, yeah, I just got super cool. She has to be on the show. Like I have a list of ladies that were on here and you were towards the top girl. So oh, okay. um, I was very excited that you agreed to come on the show. Um, so thank you again. So for people who may not know who you are, Jessica, tell us your origin story. How did you get involved in pinball and where you're at today oh man um well first and foremost thank you for doing this podcast it's very awesome and i i'm a big fan Yay! Um, thank so you the fan grilling is mutual um i so my 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 pinball origin story has a couple different parts because um when i was a kid i was a video game person and i remember seeing adam's family pinball in my pizza hut and my parents saying no, you can't play that. It's a waste of money. Um, because <laughs> the, I know, right? I'm like, wait, what? Um, and I was obsessed with the Adams family still kind of am. Well, I still definitely am. And so, um, I think I remember that more because I just remember staring at the machine and wondering what about it was so wasteful. Um, and then was a college kid. I was really big into space cadet who wasn't. Oh my God. That's my jam. <laughs> Wasted a lot of time in between uh, writing papers, playing Space Cadet, um, and then moved to Raleigh, North Carolina for a short spell, and there was a pinball machine at my laundromat that was kind of a waste of money because I didn't know how to play it, but I played it so much that I had to take my clothes elsewhere to wash them because I used up <laughs> all my clothes. And then, um, and then when I moved to Chicago uh, back in 2012, um, a friend of mine at work asked if I wanted to go play some pinball and grab a beer. And I was like, pinball's still a thing? Cool. Okay. And that was when I met Monster Bash and we fell in love. Aww. <laughs> it's a special love story. It really is. A girl and her monsters. Aww. That's too sweet. How did you end up co-founding Bell's Madison? So that... Um, that was, I went to my first replay FX. I did not participate in Pinburg. Uh, that was two years ago. Um, I was super excited about it. I just started playing pinball and Pinburg seemed super intimidating. And so going to replay in general was a really awesome adventure. And I went with a group of friends from Chicago. Um, and after we left, I was thinking about how I didn't really know a lot of people in Madison. And at the time, I only knew about one league. Um, and it was anytime I went, it was me and the men or me yeah. and one other woman and the men. And um, my friend Nikki, who was one of the people I went to replay with, she was she had just founded. I think she had just founded Twins Pinball Twin Cities and Bells and Chimes Minneapolis. And I was picking her brain about like, well, how do you how do you like working the bar league? How do you like Bells and Chimes? Which one do you like better? And she was just like, "There, it's pinball. How can you like one better? You know? Um, and when I got back to Madison, I was just like trying to figure out, do I want to try to start a barley or do I want to start Bells and Chimes? And I leaned more towards Bells and Chimes because I was so sure that there were more women out there than what I was seeing at the tournaments I was going to. And so I reached out to Madison Pinball, which was the league that I was going to, and a couple of bars in the area where they also operated tables or pinball machines. And um, I just kind of snowballed from there. Like, 
one of the Madison Pinball guys, his wife was interested, so she became a co-founder. And then one of the players, Madison Pinball, his wife was interested, so she became a co-founder. And then we had our kickoff party, and like 20 women showed up, and we were all just like, okay, cool, this was the right idea. That's (laughs) awesome. So it's a thing now. All these women have come. It's a thing. Yeah, no, it's a thing. This is like the third year, I think, of, I think they're going into their third year in October. That's fantastic. Oh my gosh, that's really awesome. I love hearing, I love hearing the stories of, particularly about Bell's chapter starting up, because it's kind of the same way, you know, you're kind of nervous. Are are there going to be ladies that show up? I'm going to sit here by myself with my chips, you know, my bowl of chips. And, you know, if you build it, they will come. I said it before, you know, the numbers in our league just keep on doubling. I mean, I think that there are a lot of women out there that are interested in and creating the space for them, I think, is the way to get more women in the hobby. At least that, that is that is Lauren's opinion. <laughs> I think your your opinion is very right because it is it's stressful to take up space as a woman sometimes. And I know that there are some people who are just like, no, just go do the thing that you love. But as a woman, especially as a woman myself with insane social anxieties, um, I, you know, I get really nervous and anxious before pinball tournaments and before league meetups. But I found I was a lot less anxious uh, playing with bells and chimes or playing mostly with women because I was like, okay, I'm playing with my friends. Like I'm not trying to, I'm not playing with people who I know are way better than me and they're going to be upset if they have what I think is a really good ball. I'm playing with friends who are way better than me, but also (laughs) very encouraging. So um, that whole, every skill level and all of the encouragement really oystered my feelings towards starting bells and chimes um, in Madison, because I was like, that's the the kind of environment that I want new people to come into and see as their introduction to pinball. I'm very lucky in, you know, the San Antonio League, the San Antonio Pinball League, that our co-ed league, you know, they're they're fantastic and it's nothing against them. But I think, you know, and for the women who, you know, I'm just going to go jump in. I actually am one of those women. I just went and like went and played in a co-ed tournament because I'm cray cray like that. But <laughs> Not everybody is comfortable with that. And and my thing is that I want to grow the hobby. So, okay, how do I grow the hobby? Like, let's create spaces that make pinball more accessible and just then kind of an easier, you know, wade into the pool. Don't cannonball in, wade in. It's a lot easier. Let me tell you, don't, don't cannonball. Don't be like Lauren. Just just wade into the pool gently. There's some merit to cannonballing though. I feel like, you know, um, it's not so much because I, I feel like I've had a, a lot of very good experiences with open tournaments. Um, you're bound to have that one or two like Oof, moment. Gonna, yep. It's going to happen, um, unfortunately. And one day it won't. And that's going to be magical because that's why we're doing what we're doing. Right. Exactly. Um, but having had that like Oof, moment is what makes me a little nervous, especially going into a group of people I don't know. Um, and, you know, it's, it is a little bit stressful just being the one woman when you're like, mm, are people going to talk to me? And also I'm a quiet, believe it or not, I'm a quiet person when I first meet people. So I'm just like, I'm trying to figure out aside from pinball, what we connect on or how to talk to you on bad small talk. What do I do? Do you want to talk about death? Like, I don't know. What to do <laughs> so it's, yeah, it's a, just a lot of anxiety for me personally, but yeah, it's, it's gotten way easier thanks to pinball. Yay. Jessica, we're going to jump into some news and then we'll talk to you more about your uh, pinball origins project. So the sure. big news today, and we're recording this on Thursday, July 18th. Oh my God. There was a whole lot of saltiness on my Facebook and Instagram streams. <gasps> I was like, Oh my God. Um, today they, uh, they being stern, you know, big OG granddaddy of them all released a star Wars home edition um, at Comic-Con in San Diego, and people were upset, and I don't even know why. I'm like, why are you so, I mean, when I found, because they had leaked a little bit yesterday about it's a Star Wars home edition, Star Wars home edition, I'm like, eh, you know, I was a little bummed, because, you know, you want a premiere title, you know, you want the, the big, you know, full pinball machine, because I'm, you know, I was like, oh, you know, but I totally get why they're releasing the Star Wars Home Edition at Comic-Con. So for everybody listening, that pinball machine is not for you. If you're listening to a pinball podcast, 
I, I think you're a little bit in at this point. So you may have a pinball machine or play on larger, you know, regular, when I say like larger, regular size machines. For those of you who don't know, uh, a home edition machine tends to be a, a little smaller, a little less bells and whistles. And I think the street price for this one is, is it, I think it's $499. Four nine ninety nine. So it's like just under five thousand dollars, which is about a thousand dollars less than the pro edition for the same machine. Now, and and I, I don't know what you've seen so far, Jessica, but I mean, people just were so. I'm like, why are they so upset? I, just, I didn't understand. I don't get it. Oh yeah, um, I get it. But uh, I I did find it to be kind of humorous because I San Diego Comic Con. I don't know if you've been. I went once. I've never um, been. It's crazy. It's awesome. Like, if you are a fan of anything, go to Comic-Con. Um, it's very cool. But it's also, like, I remember I was uh, I was talking to, um, gosh, oh, I forget who it was. I'll come back to that in a second. My brain is like, mm, no, let's not remember things. But I was um, thinking about the, the people who are actually at Comic-Con versus all the rest of us when this announcement happened, because I wasn't really sure what, what it was going to be. Cause I also feel like black Knight just happened. Right. And then Elvira's coming in October supposedly. So what can happen right now that is easy for Stern to get out. Um, and so a home edition to me makes sense. A comic con makes even more sense because those are fans. Those aren't necessarily pinball players. Exactly. And this gets pinball into more houses that wouldn't have purchased pinball before. So it's a, you know, smart marketing move. The reveal stuff, the, the lead up to it, not the best marketing now because it, while it is a different game, quote unquote, it's really just a different edition. Yeah. Just use the word edition and people still would have been angry because we love being angry about everything, right? <laughs> <laughs> Don't get people's hopes up. They just updated the code for Game of Thrones, so everyone's like, "Oh, now they're talking about Ghostbusters. Something new is happening." Pinball Home Edition. Yeah, I agree. You know, I was laughing at people—not laughing, but it was just funny. People just getting so upset by it. Again, like I said, it's not for you in the sense that. This is for people who aren't in the hobby that want a low price point and we're going to give them like something to start out with. And you're going from that Comic-Con Star Wars angle. It's the, you know, a license that everybody knows, everybody loves. I was like, oh, OK, I totally, I totally get it. I completely agree with you on the lead up and the hype and the marketing. You know, I get I get that you want to release it. And make, but it's it's not it, maybe if it was like a different home edition, if they were doing something, you know, a Wonder Woman, something that wasn't a title already, but this is already a title. And they just, the way they kind of, you know, they they, kind of, you know, kind of messed with us a little bit. Stern, well done. Well done. (laughs) Point to Stern. I was a little disappointed just because I was, I'll have to wait for something new. All right. But again, I I got what they were doing. I got, I was like, okay, you're marketing to all the people at Comic-Con telling them, hey, come join this hobby. It's not that expensive. You know, you can get this cheaper machine. You know, I kind of put this in the uh, category of the people who buy arcade machines at Costco. But, uh, (laughs) you know, it's it's kind of in that category because if it gets one person interested in the hobby, then I'm just, it's a win. It's a win. Oh, yeah. And what if like, I guess my way of looking at it, too, is what if this is the pinball machine? that sparks somebody's interest in pinball and then somebody's interest in designing pinball and, you know, engineering or coding, or it just gets them interested in a different career or hobby. That inspiration from this one thing. And I know that's like a super lofty thing, but also really leads into why I do what I do, what I'm doing. It's like this pinball machine could literally change somebody's life. Don't be mad. The other one still exists. Every other pinball machine also still exists going to be fine there will be more they're coming don't worry but this one you know it's here now yeah no I completely agree and I had I was you know of course looking everywhere everybody's teasing like and a lot of people did say it's a Star Wars home edition but then I saw some people saying it was Rick and Morty and oh my god Rick and Morty that would be so cool and then I was like don't get your hopes up Lauren calm down and then one of our uh, guests we had on Kelly I think she was on episode three and she, that was her dream theme. Oh my God, I'm going to have to have Kelly back on the show when she plays it. Already planning like another episode. And then when I saw oh. it this this morning, never mind. <laughs> scrap all that. Dang it. But, uh, but yeah, no, so, you know, 
home edition. Don't be mad at Stern. They're just trying to make some money and get more people interested in the hobby. Don't be all don't be like that. Don't be salty. <laughs> I want to encourage Stern to do stuff because, you know, they're they're churning it out. So I think that there'll probably be another announcement, but we'll see. It's it's getting kind of towards the end of summer. So if they're going to do something else, it would need to be within the next, I think, month or we're just going to have to wait for Elvira. This might be like a lead into something bigger. What about what if that's like what if they're like, did you guys thought that we were dropping Jaws? But guess what? Here's Jaws. Ah! You know, like, oh, my God. That would be amazing. <laughs> Again, again, that would be another point, Stern. I'm going to give you two points, Stern, if, you know, do us like that. I'm like, oh, oh, oh. oh, my God, that would be awesome. But, you know, I, I'm not hating on Stern. I give Stern some love. You know, they're doing they're doing good things. They're trying to get more people involved. And I think that there's always this cost prohibitive price point to pinball. And I'll, I'll be the first to admit it. They're expensive. They're giant, expensive toys. And I own two and they break all the time. And it's an expensive hobby. So, if we can get more people in at a lower price point, I say yay, Stern. Yay. Anywho, moving on, because we could talk about that for the whole episode. <laughs> um, something fun, but I think it's a little bit of a, okay, because this is also a Stern thing. It's a little bit of a rip from Spooky and Total Nuclear Annihilation. But did you see the vinyl that they are dropping for the Black Knight soundtrack? I did. And um, I think, ugh. I don't know. Uh, I'll be interested when it's the Black Knight 2000 soundtrack. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) Yeah, that's another cash grab. And that's fine. That's they, you know, they're a company. They need to make money and people will buy it. You know, you know, people are going to buy that. I I just kind of like I love vinyl. Like I'm a music like besides pinball, the other thing I'm really kind of into is music. So mm-hmm. for me, I'm the person that goes and stands in line on record store day to go get, you know, special edition vinyl. Like I'm that person. So I just kind of laughed when I saw it. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to get the pinball vinyl. And I prefer the Black Knight 2000 soundtrack, quite honestly. No, no offense, but it's just, you know, th- this one's not my jam as much as Black Knight 2000. Yeah. If, if, if it's your jam, if it metal's your jam and Black Knight, new Black Knight sort of rages your jam, you definitely need the soundtrack to complete the whole ensemble. The one thing I was thinking about when I read that was um, last year, I found out that there was a record that was released with Gorgar and I lost my mind because I was just like, oh, I want that. What? And all I could think of is like 30 years from now of a young Jessica, not, not that I've, I don't have any young Jessica's, but like, we'll one day find Black Knight sort of rage and they'll find that there's an album of it and be like, Oh my God, I need that. Just like I felt <laughs> Gorgar. Oh my god. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. I have a lot of As soon as we get off here, I'm gonna go try to find is there the Gorgar soundtrack, Google. Show me yeah, Oracle, show me. <laughs> yeah, because I did not know that. Um, it dropped some knowledge on me, Jessica. I love it. And the other thing, kind of also music related and spooky related, is did you check out I thought this was hella cool and this is why he's super awesome. Alice Cooper's Nightmare Castle he developed a stage show around the pinball machine. That to me is amazing. A bunch of friends who were at that show and I was so jealous. He did it in Madison and a lot of, a lot of good Madison people were there and I was just like, Oh, holy cow. Like he's so, he just seems like a really great guy. He does. You kind of see him in interviews and things and he just seems like a genuinely nice person. You know, I mean, I know a couple of Alice Cooper songs. I, you know, He's been around for quite some time. But, you know, when I saw the pictures on the spooky Facebook page, and I'll put a link up so you guys can see them if you, you haven't yet. Uh, Alice Cooper, like the entire stage production of his actual road show, it is the pinball machine. It is the he made the nightmare castle come to life. And it's awesome looking. It's so cool. Yeah, it's super dope. And I, I got to feel that like spooky is really feeling the love with that, which is awesome because you know, again, Wisconsin, um, just love what they're doing. And as a huge horror nerd, music nerd, uh, I just, I really, I'm very encouraged by what this means for their future as well. Yeah, no, I, I think it's all going to be all coming up spooky as well. You know, I think that they have a niche and what they do, they do it right. And I'm, I, I love spooky titles, everything that they've come out with. I've really enjoyed. So, even though I'm not necessarily, I wouldn't profess myself to be a horror nerd, but, 
you know, I, I enjoy their games. They're just really great quality games and they're fun. And I can't wait to get my hands on a Nightmare Castle. Hint, hint, people in the San Antonio area, I need a Nightmare <laughs> Castle. Somebody, if you want to be my friend, I'll be your friend. I will totally be your friend. <laughs> we don't have one at, um, on location yet here, but um, if there's somebody in the San Antonio area, I'll, I'll come hang out with you. We'll be, we'll be besties. It'll be fun. The other story I wanted to talk about, and this is not pinball related. Jessica and I bonded about this over Facebook, and I was <laughs> laughing hysterically. I am, I was born in Chicago, so I follow the Chicago Tribune page. Also, just coincidentally, um, my sister-in-law and her daughter and her partner have been here staying with us for a couple weeks. They're teachers, and they live in Chicago. And they, my niece, who's about 10, has been obsessed with this gator. There's, a, <laughs> there's an alligator in the park. What? It's like, what the hell is that alligator doing in, in Chicago? And the, the story goes is that there was an alligator in Humboldt Park. And I, and I think you've heard about it for the past few weeks, Jessica, since you're actually in Chicago. What, so what's been the word on the street? Um, so his name, first of all, is Chance the Snapper. Um, <laughs> he unfortunately went back to Florida today. Um, so basically someone had an alligator as an exotic pet, which is illegal here in Illinois. And um, please don't keep an alligator as a pet. And he got loose or was released uh, in hum the Humboldt Park Lagoon, where he was spotted by, I, I guess, just people hanging out in the park. Um, and this drew a lot of attention because we love weird stuff. I mean, everybody loves weird stuff. But in <laughs> Chicago, it feels more special. It feels very special here. Um, and so this guy, I think his name was like Gator Bob, was brought in to try to lure Chance out of the lagoon. And um, that happened. That went on for a couple weeks. Uh, I had some friends who went by the lagoon to see if they could find him. Chance was missing for a little while. That was fun. Um, but then the mayor called a gator trapper from Florida. Uh, that guy came. Got Chance by 1.30 in the morning the next day slapped a bow tie on him he had a press conference and now he's going to florida yeah that guy they got like the guy from florida is like from central casting of the guy you would imagine that would catch alligators for a living he totally oh my god i was like cracking yeah. up. but so so here's my thing i had only seen a picture of the gator's eyes over the water so yeah. i then i see the press conference for the the alligator and i just say gator i i while i was born in chicago i grew up in texas so when i see it I'm like that thing's adorable. It's pocket size. And I put up a post on, and it's on my, my, my personal Facebook page. And the three, the two other people that comment are my friend from Australia and my, the co-league director from, who grew up in Louisiana, the Aussie, the Texan and the Cajun are talking about how adorable the alligator is. And every, and you know, my, my niece and, oh my God, there's an alligator in the park. That is not an alligator. That is somebody's pet. And, and I, I didn't know that part. That's what, that was the part when I saw. I think that's somebody's pet that got loose. I don't know why anybody would want a pet alligator because they grow. So yep. why would you get that as a pet? <laughs> you know, of all the pets you would want to get, cute, cuddly, adorable. Even if you're into snakes and stuff, a gator. I, I just, to me, they just don't seem cuddly in the sense of, yeah, it's going to sit next to me on the couch. You know, why would you get an alligator? They're not, I, I wouldn't think that was a, a good animal for apartment living personally, but you never know. What is it? There used to be this show on National, was it National Geographic? You know, animals that kill and people who have exotic pets that would kill you. So it always makes me think of the story of the man who he had, he was into monitor lizards and they, they ended up, he got cut by one of them. And the way the monitor lizards kill you is through their saliva. It actually is poisonous. The guy didn't end up turning up for like a couple of weeks. And finally, you know, the police went by and saw that he had been eaten by his pets. Ah. See, you don't want pets that can eat you. This is my rule. The pet cannot be able, you cannot be food. I mean, I kind of worry about my dog sometimes. Cause I'm like, Delilah, you, you know, mama loves you. Don't eat me. If it comes down to it, don't eat me. I'll set you free. Don't, don't eat me. Um, so, but, but it's just like the gator. And I just, I was cracking up. And then when you started commenting on it, we totally have to talk about the gator story. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I, I think I mentioned, I had a friend who went on a date and they went to the lagoon just to see if chance was around. But so many people were going that I think that, that he got spooked and was hiding. But I, I also was kind of curious, like, 
you know, as a cold-blooded, right, cold-blooded animal, I don't think he could survive a winter here. You know, we were talking about that here. You know, I'm, I'm glad they caught him in the sense that there's no way he would have survived. You know, the, oh. that's why they live in Florida and, you know, yeah. Louisiana, <laughs> places that don't freeze normally. So. Exactly. But, you know, honestly, your friend that went on the date, whoever took them there, that's a keeper. Because I would say, right? like, you get A plus for creativity because that is no dinner in a movie. I'm going to go take you to see an alligator. Oh, my God. You're my soulmate. <laughs> like, that's perfect. Yeah. They were all just like, oh, my God, that's the best. Did you see anything? And he's like, no. No. Sad. <laughs> but still, you totally get, like, bonus points for most creative date ever. Cause totally. I, yeah, I, w- I would totally. I think he's the one or she's the one. <laughs> I'm going to keep this one. Oh, that sounds cute. But anyway, sorry, sorry for pinball friends. We had to, I, we have to talk about the gator story. <laughs> sorry. Okay, we'll get back on pinball track. I started cyber stalking Jessica like several, several months ago. I saw a picture of her with a Cleopatra, which is one of the, one of the machines I have, but you have the solid state. But I had also heard you do an interview on the pinball players podcast with Jeff Parsons. This is the coolest thing ever. What a neat concept. So tell us, what inspired you to come up with Pinball Origins and, and kind of your process on, on how you um, choose stories and things like that? Sure. Um, so last year, the, everything, I'm going to preface this by saying every good idea that I've had about pinball has come from going to Replay FX. Um, this isn't just a plug for Replay FX. It's, <laughs> it's that time of year. Okay. It is pin, tis the season. I know, right? I know. I'm like, what's going to happen this year? Um, but so last year I participated in my first ever Pinberg. Uh, it was amazing. It was one of the most amazing experiences that I've had um, as a player and, and in general, um, because I met so many people. I played a lot of different games I'd never seen before, got to hang out with my bae, Orbiter One. Um, and in talking to people as I was playing, because there's not really much else to do between games um, or while you're waiting for your next bank, I learned a lot about where you know, what the pinball scene was like, where different people were from, or how people got started playing pinball. Because my go-to, since I do have a hard time with small talk and talking to people, easiest thing for me to talk about is pinball, because I'll talk about it forever. And when you're surrounded by pinball players, you can just ask them, so what's your favorite game? Or have you played this before? Or when did you start playing pinball? Like, there's a ton of questions. Um, so I ended up meeting people from, like, Sweden, Australia, and I met a woman from Austria, I, like and people from all over the United States. I met some people that I knew of, but I had never actually met um, and had a chance to talk to so many people, which is very unlike me, that on the way home, because I drive every year, so I drove with a bunch of my friends, um, on the way home, I couldn't stop thinking about how cool it would be to know, you know, how everybody got their start. Um, I was a huge comic book nerd as a kid, and I love origin stories of heroes and more so villains because I feel like they're a little bit more compelling at times. Mm-hmm. Agree. And, thank you. And so, like, I, again, talking to my friend Nikki, I was like, hey, what do you think about, like, would you read a blog or whatever about people's, how people got started at pinball? She's like, yeah, that seems cool. Ran it past a couple other people. Um, and then I put together a survey of questions that I thought were decent like five or six questions and posted on Facebook Twitter got started with um you know created the, the Instagram and um basically it, it kind of snowballed from there like I didn't people were sharing it that I was like oh my god oh my god this is these are like really good pinball people like people know you um I fangirled out over a lot of that uh and then I ended up just with this swarm of responses and um, I, I reached out to everybody who responded, asked for a couple of pictures to go with their stories. And the rest is, is kind of history. Um, everybody who sends me a picture gets posted. That's basically how I choose who gets what um, or who goes up. And the only stories that I haven't posted are ones that are really, really long because I, I want to make sure that I'm able to give them the right amount of, of justice. So I think I just posted a really long one. I posted two long ones and I have several others kind of queued up, but I share those uh, with the, the link in the Instagram versus in the Instagram uh, comments. Cause it's just 
a lot of information I want to make sure it doesn't get lost. Um, and my hope is to like do a little bit more with it and be able to talk to people. Um, I just, I just haven't quite figured out the best way to do that yet. So there's a lot of stuff that I'm still working towards with this because I have a lot of really cool connections with people now. And, and there are so many stories I want to know more about. I want to go more in depth with, um, but I am one person and people have offered to help and I have no idea what to delegate at the moment. So for everyone who's asked if they could help, yes, <laughs> I, I don't know. Yes, totally. I don't know how yet. Um, but yeah, it's been, that's, that's basically how it happened. So when I heard your interview with Jeff Parsons and of course I had to immediately give my pinball origin story because <laughs> I was very excited about it, but it, it just, you're right. It is a great segue because people like to talk about themselves. <laughs> so it's when, but it's, it makes it an easy transition because you can connect about pinball. And, you know, I, I don't want to say my, my origin story isn't necessarily anything, you know, riveting or, you know, like really unusual. But uh, but I feel like everybody has a story, like whatever it is and hearing about pinball um, it's just really unique. And I just I loved the the energy around it and just all the stories like you just could if you're especially if you're into pinball, I think it's just good storytelling overall. But if you're into pinball, it is just I could just sit there and read stuff for hours. I mean, I to have to curate that would be a real big challenge. It It is. And it's it's a fun one because um and you just said, like, your story isn't riveting. It is to me. Like, oh. I love, <laughs> I like I said, I'm a really, I'm a quiet person when people get to know me because I want to know you. Like, I want to know what your story is. I'd love to know. Everybody comes into your life for a reason. So I want to know why, like, what, what about you do I need to know? So in reading through people's stories, and that is the most common thing where people are like, um, yeah, I'll submit, but like my origin story is not that interesting. It's totally interesting. I've had so many people comment on all different posts, like, oh, I'm so glad you shared this or well, how do I do that? Like, oh, what's this thing you mentioned? I've never heard of that game. So these little things that we think are small are perceived so differently by everybody who comes across our stories. And like, there's so many things that I know personally for me, like moments throughout my, my pinball time that I can pick out as very specific, awesome, big moments now that at the time it was just like, why do I remember this? This is like a little thing, but it led to, a grander story, you know? Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. Is there a story that maybe has kind of stood out to you that's kind of either resonated or, you know, one in particular that kind of just stuck with you? Oh, gosh, there are a lot. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I, I did talk about the one on, on the Pinball Players podcast that was um, someone who had gone through a very dark time um, and thanks to pinball, they got through it. And that one, that will never, I will never not think about that. Um, simply because I've, I've had a lot of, uh, unfortunately I've had a lot of experience in dealing with traumatic loss. So that was a one I was just like, I need to share that. I need, I need to share this if you're okay with me sharing this. Um, but also like, you know, people who have, who have made friends through pinball or have made like best friends or, have, um, you know, never really were the kind of person who had a lot of friends and now they have this community around them or uh, people who started in the hobby as just kind of a whim and were really, really great at it. So they kept going with it or, you know, it helps people just recover from something bad that happened to them. Um, you know, or there's one story I'm going to share it soon. So I'm going to talk a little bit about it. Um, I'm not going to say who it happened to, mm -hmm. Someone sent me a story about, um, and actually I think they may have talked about it on their podcast. They were at an unboxing of a game of a very, very old game. And they were the second person in the world to play it and reading what that meant to them. It was just like, I was like so excited that I teared up because I was just like, this is so cool. So like getting to share that moment, um, and, and be part of that is really, I love that people want to share this stuff with me because it's so powerful and awesome. And I, I like that they're willing to share it, not just with me, with everybody. 
I'm excited to hear about that story and who it is. Now I'm intrigued. Um, <laughs> but it's, just, it's like it's a little bit of suspense. I like it. I kind of keep it hanging. <laughs> I, I like it. Um, no, I, I think it, it's just really interesting. I could definitely see this, Jessica, in all honesty, being a book. Um, I mean, I just, you know, those type of memoirs and, and that, that, that type of short story, I definitely think it could lend itself to podcasting for sure. But, uh, but yeah, I could definitely, I, I could see that being a book. It's something that I've definitely thought about. I, I wanted to put together kind of like a quarterly zine, but life gets busy as you know, oh, and yeah. you know, I had, I, I just, I, I want to make sure I'm not setting false expectations also. Cause when I first started doing this, I was like, yeah, I'm going to have this blog and maybe I'll turn into a book and maybe I'll do this and that and the other thing. And I think that these things will come. I know that um, my goal for this year is certainly, or the rest of this year. And, and so as it will continue to be is to make more room for this and make more time and really put stuff together um, into something more cohesive. I have, plans to do the pinball origin story of a pinball machine. Um, Ooh, fun. Right. I now, thanks to this, have friends who have or do currently work within the pinball industry. So I'm just like, oh, I got to figure out a way to do this. And also like, what's an audiovisual element to that? So I want to make that um, really special and, and give a lot of weight, a lot more weight or be able to do some video, uh, you know, maybe like Instagram stories at Pimberg or something like that, where I talk to people about their origin stories. But there's a lot that I want to do. I just need to make sure that I pick one thing and really focus on it to do it. No, I can see that. I mean, there's so many things that you could do with with this idea, with the, the material that you have. I mean, I love the, the pinball machine origin stories because that's like my favorite thing. So at our local, um, the uh, my, my co-lead director puts up little cards that tell you a quick history of the machine, like who it was made oh. by. And it's not big. It's a little bigger than a, a business card. It's probably just a smidge smaller than an index card. But it's just enough. It's just, you know, who created it, you know, just I, but I like that kind of stuff. I'm the person that goes and looks on, you know, pinball database and movie database. I want to hear all about where it came from. I, I love that kind of stuff. And I think that's what engaged me about pinball origins. I just I love hearing people's stories. And it's just very, very interesting. That's a really cool thing. I think um, it took me a while to know designers other than Pat Lawler <laughs> uh, because I, I love his games and like. Now I'm just like, oh, yeah, this is uh, it's Python or whatever. And it's like, okay, now I get it. And I'm starting to understand things more and, and starting to better know who did, who did what or who's the artist. And so that having that reference of the cards is really cool. Yeah, it was really – and he, you know, they he puts it, like, on the top of the back box, like, in the little corner. So if you're interested, you know, it's not, like, on the – you know, where the instruction card is or anything. It's, um, it's just a little out of the way, but it's kind of fun because people are like, I didn't know that. And I'm the same way as you, you know. You know, I'm starting to, oh, that's a, a Lawler game because of this, this, and this. Or, you know, mm -hmm. this is, like, like – <laughs> you know, J-pop or whatever. And of course, I'm all about Team Barry. I swear, I'm going to make shirts that say hashtag Team Barry. You, you don't even know. It's bad. It's so bad. And he lives here and actually like kind of ner oh. nervous to meet him. And this it gets even, I bought his game. I bought his Bram Stoker's Dracula. I own it. And I had to buy it as soon as I found out it belonged to him. And oh, he, wow. he got a, a upgraded version from what I understand, but he was selling his, you know, kind of player's condition version. He owned this, oh. and he he signed it, and it's in my den, and I love it so much, and it's just my jam, and and my first game, and I and I talk about this in my origin story was Pinbot. So for me, you know, Barry Ausler's games have a special connection for me. Pinbot, Bride of Pinbot, Jackbot, Barracora. I finally got to play that. I was so excited about that. I was like, I have to have this game. I don't know how I'm gonna get it, but I gotta get it. <laughs> But my grail was BSD, Bram Stoker's Dracula, because there's like a bunch of things that kind of, co you know, coincide for that game for me. But but yeah, to me, I love hearing the stories of the games themselves, how they came about, you know, why did, you know, this happen the way it did. And I mean, to me, they're just as fascinating as the people stories. And I just I, lo I love what you're doing. I think it's so cool. I and I, you know, I, I can't wait to see what else comes out. So, Jessica. If somebody listening in Podcastlandia wanted to submit an origin story, what would you suggest? You know, I mean, obviously people just write their stories, but is there anything that you're looking for as the, the editor and curator of putting these things together? Um, I, I think my biggest thing is don't overthink it. I just want to know, like, 
what you recall kind of off the top of your head. Um, don't not submit something because you don't think it's cool or it's not interesting or it's too sad or dark. Um, I encourage everything, anything you, you want to put out there that will help you feel cathartic is also fine. Um, one of the uh, two questions are, can I share your story? And if you say no, I won't. Um, but I will still probably reach out to you and, you know, do you mind if your picture is on Instagram? Um, but there's, yeah, there's no story that is too small or too big. Um, I will say like, if you have published something elsewhere or writing a book or something like that, feel free to hold on to your story and share it in your medium. Um, just because that's a really awesome thing for you to come out with of your own accord. Um, and you know, if ever I post something and you don't want it on the internet, if you've already posted your story and you're like, can you take that down? You bet I will, whatever you want. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, that, I mean, that's awesome. So I, I encourage you guys to share. We'll put a link to um, the blog in the show notes. So if you guys are interested in, in sharing your stories and uh, I, I think I, I wish you the best of luck with that project, Jessica. I think it's just going to be really okay. great and I'm interested to see what you do next with it. Thank you. I'm looking forward to what Replay inspires this year. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's so funny, you know, because I have a pinball podcast. I have to listen to the other pinball podcasts. And yep. I was like, that's why I was like, tis the season, because now it's been, oh, I'm getting ready for Pinberg, and I got to get my Pinberg bag together and my Pinberg snacks and my Pinberg shoes. And I yep. am not going to Pinberg, so I am super sad. <laughs> I just, oh, no. I, I know. Well, it, it just didn't work out for me this year. I travel a lot from like my regular job, and I just, I, I'm glad I didn't. And I couldn't get in. I didn't get tickets into Pinburg, but I have mm -hmm. to travel for work anyway that week. So I was kind of like, well, I guess it worked out kind of meh. So I've already Aww. told, I already told my boss and everybody was like, I am not doing anything just August. I was like, I'm, until this comes out, until I know the dates, I'm not doing anything in August. <laughs> and they just laughed. They're like, you're really into your pinball. It's like, have you seen my office? Do you see all the pinball yeah. stuff in my office? Yes. Super into it. So they all just laughed. They're like, all right. I was like, okay. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's a work thing, but it's kind of like, I'm yeah. going to be sad. This is like how I was cyber stalking people on when we were doing TPF. And again, work, yeah. I had to go, I was scheduled to be out of town, out of the country. And then they canceled my trip. But at that oh, point, I had oh. already canceled my room and my tickets and everything. So I just yeah. had to be all sad Lauren over here watching everybody on the street. No. And then, you know, all my friends would come up and like, no, I'm going to be here and be sad. <laughs> so, yeah, no, it was just it was ridiculous. I just cracked up Ugh. again. Lauren, sad Lauren over here watching everybody having fun on this tree. <laughs> But but you know what? I am so excited. I do enjoy watching Pinberg. I did. That is my jam. I have so, such a good time. time. You know, I was excited yeah. to, to hear about Jessica and, you know, you know she's going to TD whip again. And that to yeah. me is like, yeah. honestly, you know, yes, I would like to get into Pinberg, but I want to go and I want to play in whipped. Like, that's actually what I really want to do, because to me, that is like that. That is everything that I want and, you know, need in my pinball life. And, and you know, yes, Pinberg would be awesome, but I want to do whip. Yeah, I was super bummed that I didn't I didn't find out about it until too late last year to register for it. But I registered for it this year and I'm so freaking excited. And did, did I read that correctly? It was like over 150 women, 106. I mean, it was like a huge number of women. It's a lot. <laughs> yeah. It was like 64 last year. And I think they bumped it up to 128. I could be wrong, but I know that. They still sold out, and there are quite a few on the wait list. Yeah, I, I don't know the exact number, but it is well over 100. I'll have to put the exact number in the yeah. show notes. But, you know, good luck to Jessica and I believe, um, is it Katie, I think, from New York. Um, mm -hmm. but, but they're going to be TDing this year. Um, but good luck to them. I mean, I'm so excited for them. And Laura Fraley from Richmond, Virginia is going to give me the, uh, she's going to, you know, give me the tea on what's going on or what happened at Pinburg. So I'm going to live nice. vicariously through Laura. Um, when that, that'll be a couple episodes down. Um, but it'll be, it'll be fun. It'll be super exciting. I mean, I'm excited for everyone. Yay. Take lots of pictures. So then I can like, oh, you know, gosh, yeah. just like, you know, troll your <laughs> <laughs> but but you it. no, it's too funny. But I am so excited, and you're gonna get lots lots more stories this year. So oh yeah, I'm I, I feel like also I'm excited because it feels like pinball summer camp. Like I've met so many people through this project that 
now I get to actually meet them in person and be like, Hey, it's me, Jessica. And like, tell me more about you and your pinball experience and also get new stories and tell more people about pinball origins. And yeah, I'm just very, I'm super pumped. <laughs> yeah, no, it sounds like, I mean, that, that is the place to be. And I, and I totally agree with you. The more I'm in the hobby, the more people I meet. I love getting a chance to meet them in person or getting to chat with them online or, you know, have you on the podcast. And it's like, I get to know them. I've made all these super cool friends. I was like, all these cool yeah. chicks and, and guys and, you know, we, we can bond over this thing and, you know, because it's my pinball family. And, you know, to me, yep. that's just, huh, I love it. I just, you know, because when I try to talk about pinball with the muggles, they're just not interested. I'm like, come on, guys. It's super cool. Wow. Yeah. You're super into this. Don't be jealous. It's, it's going to be great. You know what? You just, you know what? You need to come to my place and you're going to play and you're going to love it. Those are the people who are going to play your pinball machines and then they're going to buy Star Wars Home Edition. And there you go. And... <laughs> Done. Yes, exactly. And on that note, we're going to start wrapping up the show here. But we have our one segment that we end the show with, which is our inside the pinball studio. So this is an opportunity for people to learn more about Jessica and her pinball mind. So, Jessica, here we go. What game do you love? Uh, I mentioned it a little bit ago, but I have a very serious fondness for Orbiter 1. It is super weird. It came out the year I was born, and uh, the first time I saw it, I hugged it. <laughs> oh, my goodness. What do you love about it? It's um, I know that it is a pain in the butt to work on uh, as, an, as an operator, but... I like how different it is. I love space. Uh, I'm absolutely a huge space fan. So theme is great. Um, I love the <laughs> wow, 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 wow call out. I think it's really cute. Um, I just love the way that it plays and that you don't have to be a great pinball player to play it. In fact, it's helpful if you don't know a lot about pinball because then you won't stress too much about it. Um, but yeah, it's just... I think people might disagree with me there, but I just, I really love how unique and strange it is. All right. Yeah. I, I, I've never played it. So now I'm intrigued. I'm going to have to go find oh, one. Yeah. And you are just going to be like, what is wrong with her? This has been missing from my life. This is it. This is the thing that has been missing from my life. No, I'm going to go. I'm totally going to go look for that later. All right. What game do you hate? Um, I hate a, a game I've never played, uh, Lonelli. <laughs> I hate that game. I'm yeah. happy to say I will always hate it, and that's the one game that I refuse to play. Yeah. Mm. yeah I have to yeah. kind of agree with you. I, yeah. I don't know if I'm my like, number one hate, but it's a game that I will never play for obvious reasons. Um, okay, but... Obviously, I've played Can Crusher, so I've technically played it if you want to be that kind of person. Yeah. I played it reskinned, but yeah, I just... I wouldn't so choose dumb. to play it, nor would I choose to have that in my home collection. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. Totally get it. All right. Um, what is your favorite pinball art, whether it be cabinet, back box, play field? Uh, I was actually just talking about this last night with somebody. Um, my favorite pinball art is specifically the center play field of Centaur. That's why it's my avatar. Um, yeah, I'm looking at it right now. So that, that is her avatar on Skype, y'all, is the uh, Centaur Playfield. Um, I, I don't, I, you know, I don't, we, we can talk for hours about the anatomy of the weird motorcycle guy. And I, we, I don't particularly focus on that. I just really like the center of the playfield where it's like awesome futuristic leather bike lady. Yeah. Um, snarly angry looking centaur guy i'm assuming he is centaur i have always assumed that anyway because he's a centaur kind of a bike centaur um but i've always this is a super nerd alert i've always really wanted if i get married it'd be cool to have that on a wedding cake um the end <laughs> hey there is no judgment and it's your it's your princess day or whatever right you know it's your it's like the one day it's like this is the one day i get and i'm gonna have whatever i, I want <laughs> I love that it's like black, white, gray, and red. It's very like the layout is also very interesting. But yeah, it's a fun game, and 
just a really interesting art on that table in the play field. Yeah, that, that's when you know you've met the special someone. When you say, I want to have a centaur wedding cake, that's cool. Yeah, <laughs> you're the one. I mean, he's probably going to be okay with that. <laughs> <laughs> if no. we're being honest. Yeah, no. If you haven't, um, I'll put a link in the show notes. The Centaur um, pinball machine is a very graphic black and white art package. And while I'm not a huge fan of the game, the artwork alone is just so riveting. It's just one of those things you can't really pull away from. You just want to look at it. And it's just it is one of the best art packages, I think, in pinball just overall. I, I have to agree with you. I don't know if it's my favorite, but it's definitely in my top five for sure. Yeah, it's super metal. Yeah, super duper very metal. metal. <laughs> Which is not really me, but it's just there's just something about it that just I love because it does very, it does very, it looks very graphic novelly, I guess in, mm-hmm. in the very technical terms. Um, but yeah, no, that that's a that's a cool answer. Nobody said nobody has said centaur yet, so you're the first. So hey. I like All right, what is your favorite pinball sound? So I've been thinking about this a lot because um, there. Are are a lot of, I love sounds. I'm a mimicker. So I, if you spend too much time with me, I make a million sounds and people are just like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> um, a lot by the way, but I love sounds. And my all time favorite is, um, every bit of the, uh, Adam's family multi-ball. Oh the, yeah. Just everything. It's so perfect. It's my favorite multi-ball to see happen. Um, it's my favorite sounds. I, I'm older than I look and I love Raul Julia. And so like he knowing he was a handsome man and there's this gorgeous. He was magical. And I love that. I mean, Adam's family pinball was a huge part of my childhood. And Mm -hmm. I mean, that was one of the the games that stood out to me as a, as a young person. And yeah, that multi-ball is very specific. And even now after all the pinball I've played, I have to agree with you. That is one of the coolest startups. And it's like, I can just hear them showtime. Yeah. And like the electricity sounds ramping it up and the knocking. And it's just like the graphics are really nice. And yeah, the, the, the passion and emphasis in his, in his delivery. And it's just, yeah, I could, I could talk about Adam's family pinball forever. Yeah. We, we, we definitely, I think we need to do a little celebration of Adam's family pinball. I, you know, people, are, well, it's, you know, kind of because it is the it is the most popular pinball machine of all time. Legit. That's actually yep. a true fact. Um, they they yeah. were over 10,000 of them made. You know, everybody's, uh, you know, it's not like, you know, it's a rare thing. But you know what? To me, that is one of the biggest memories I have was playing Adam Family Pinball. When the Adams Family movie came out with Raul Julia and Angelica Houston, I remember seeing that in the theater vividly. Yep, me too. <laughs> and. I think for theme integration, it is one of the best machines that has has done that. It is the movie. and It is. And it's like Raul Julia and Angelica Houston recorded all of their call-outs for that machine. So that's why they're even like it it feels even more special. It feels like a lot of like, yes, it is. But it's it's the top selling machine for a reason. You know what I mean? Like. It's just, it's beautiful. Yeah. And I mean, it is on my list of machines I would like to own someday, even though I can't, you know, money-wise, I can't get that one right now. Oh, God. <laughs> you know, I only need the one kidney to live, but. <laughs> Do you know? Do you? <laughs> All right. What is your favorite tournament, festival, expo to attend or play in? Oh, man. Um, I feel like I'm not a seasoned tournament person, so um I will say, like, like I was saying, Pinburg was really amazing for me, but I've only done that once. Um, I think I, I definitely, and oh gosh, I really miss playing in the monthly Bells and Chimes Madison tournaments because I really loved the, um, the energy and how sweet and wonderful and encouraging everybody was and supportive. And I'm not saying that hasn't happened in Chicago. I've just started the league here. Um, so I know everybody here is amazing, but um, it felt like we were doing something really awesome and special and small and, and lovely there. So on occasion, I'll drive back to Madison just to play in a monthly tournament when I can. Um, but yeah, those meant a lot to me because I'd always come home being like, and this is why I play pinball. This hmm. is, whoa, why did I say it like that? This is why I play pinball. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness. No, and a lot of, you know, you, not a lot. I mean, I, this is episode six. 
Um, but a lot of the answers for this question have been my, my league, my, my home league is my favorite, oh, nice. you know, and, and people yeah. do mention, you know, some of the other big tournaments, of course, replay and all that. But, you know, it, a lot of it comes back to, you know, I like playing in my Bells League or my, my home league and because there is something nice about playing with your friends. You know, not to say that you don't have friends from other parts of the world, but the people I see every week, you know, that's my little pinball tribe. And, yeah. uh, and it's just something nice about it. You know, even though I'm running around like a crazy person with a clipboard. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, my God. Um, it, I, I love playing in my home league. So I, I totally get that as a, as a legit answer. Cause I, you know, when I made that question, I did expect everybody to say, like, you know, in disc, Pinburg, you know, Pintastic, you know, like they, I ended up, I thought I would get big stern pro circuit events or something. Nope. Mm-hmm. Everybody's like, nope, I like playing in my home league. I was like, aw, yeah. it warms my little heart. I feel like the Grinch when his heart starts <laughs> to grow. Oh, super cute, y'all. Nice. All right, so I have a feeling I might know the answer to this, but what is your grail pin? What is the one pin that you want to own over everything? Um, so, oh gosh, this is actually hard because of course I want to own Orbiter One. Are you yeah. kidding me? It's amazing. Um, but at the same time, um, I actually I have my grail pin. And it's technically my my significant other's grill pin, Attack from Mars. Oh, nice. Nice. So I'm, it was the first pinball machine that got to ride in my Subaru. Um, It's in our our second bedroom and I'm actually standing right next to it. Um, I play it almost every day. It was the first pinball machine I learned the rules to. It never gets old. I love it so much with the exception of the Ugh, women call out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that gets old. Uh, yeah, a little bit. But otherwise, I just go, oh, Lyman. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, Tag from Mars is my my grandpa, and it's here. That's awesome. Yeah, no, it, that's a classic. That's definitely a, a a must-have pin. It's one of the best. It's one of the greatest. That's why it's. That's why it's always on a top 10 list, because it is one of the greatest of all time. It's a gory pin. It's so much fun. All right. Who would you most like to play head-to-head? Either somebody you have played head-to-head or somebody you would like to. Um, so I'm a big Papa TV fan, and I would love to play with everyone in Papa TV. <laughs> um, I think they're really cool. They're super funny, and they're also, like, I've learned so much from watching their stream on Tuesdays, um, Tuesday evenings, and um, everybody seems very knowledgeable, friendly, and um, it would be super intimidating because, like, I think there's some amazing players. Um, But, yeah, it would be really cool to hang out with uh, Priyanka, Chris, and the gang. Yeah, I know. Priyanka bought one of our Bell's Sea Witch shirts, and she did. She's like, I want to wear this on Papa TV. I was like, oh, my God. I was like, yay. And, uh yeah, no, she was super cool. But if, if for those of you listening who haven't heard, uh, Papa TV, uh, definitely watch that stream. It's a great way to learn rules and just see some of the best players in the game and just watch them have a good time. And, yeah, that would be super fun. Ah, Nobody's yeah, given that answer yet either, Jessica. That's a good one. Yeah, I like but I do pinball. Um, no. <laughs> they have a lot of tables also, like pinball machines. Sorry, I, I've gotten yelled at for calling them pinball tables before, but they have four legs. Um. I'm not judging you. This is a judgment-free zone, Jessica. So Thank you. Other people are. Um, (laughs) They have a lot of machines that you don't see anywhere, or like they talk a lot about uh, machines that you may have never heard of, um, but they have this just like amazing, I don't even know, games library. I've never been to Papa HQ, but um, my Brad, my significant other has, and he's just like constantly telling me about these games. I'm like, what is, I, what is that? So the more I watch also, the more I'm like, okay, now I know how that works. So when I see it at Pemberg, I'll know what I'm supposed to do. And hopefully I can do it. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, no, that is a, that's a great head to head response. I mean, I would just, that would be really cool. I would love to be yeah. invited on Papa TV or go play with them. I, know, I love it. I love it. <laughs> All right. And final question. What is your dream theme? A theme that has not in existence that you would like to see created by one of the big manufacturers? Um, so I, Jessica DiNardo t- stole mine. She didn't. She said it last <laughs> week. I'm a pinball table. Um, 
I want a Wu-Tang pinball machine so badly. It's something I've been talking about for a really long time. Yes, I did order the T-shirt. I was going to say, can we be twinsies and we're going to wear our shirts together? Did you get the black one or the gold one? I got the black one because I'm... I don't really wear colors very much. That That is okay. So I'll wear the gold one and then we can like be like solving like yeah. pinball crimes or something. I don't know. Oh, or we'll like yeah. start our own rap group. Yes. Um, I also have the uh, I Love Ping Pong shirt so we can totally be twinsies. Oh, we will be twinsies and wear that. Yeah, we'll be twinsies and wear our ping pong shirts because that's the best. That is the best. Yeah, so yeah. two votes for Wu-Tang. Stern, huge, Deep Root, you know, and, spooky. Um, Everybody listening. Spooky. Two votes for Wu-Tang from ladies. The same. Just throwing um, it out there. Yeah, if you want to, you know, if a lot of people wonder what's a good pinball machine for ladies, and I say Wu-Tang Clan. Um, or Blondie. I would love a Blondie machine. Oh, Are you kidding? Blondie's um, like my jam. I, I, yeah, it's one of those, like, if I, I want a Blondie table. But yeah, Wu-Tang is my number one. And if everybody from Wu-Tang buys one, it pays for itself. <laughs> Boom. Totally true. <laughs> so two so, votes yes, for the yes, Wu-Tang. Yes, because it's spoken. Make the pinball machine for Exactly. <laughs> yeah, no, it, that that would be an epic table. So two votes for Wu-Tang. I love it. Love it. Yeah. Well, Jessica, thank you so much again for being on the show. I wish you all the bestest in the world, and I hope you'll come back on the show and uh, oh my God, yeah. hang out with me, and, and we'll talk more pinball origins and all kinds of goodness. And best of luck at Replay FX and in Pinburg. I, you know, hope you do well, and, you know, good luck in the tournament. If people want to find out more about you, uh, what are some places they can find you at? So if you want to, if you're a Twitter person, your best bet is, oh, boy. Um, I believe I'm on Twitter as uh, Pinball Origins. I uh, know I'm on Instagram as Pinball Origins. The blog is, it's on Tumblr, pinballoriginstories.tumblr.com. Um, but Instagram is the one that gets updated the most frequently. And uh, it also has a link to fill out your survey, which I strongly recommend you do if you would like to do that. Um, and people are also welcome to reach out to me if they have questions before submitting their responses. Um, and then, yeah, just Pinball origin Stories all day, every day. Love it, love it, love it. All right, again, Jessica, thank you so much. We'll have links to all the ways you can find um, Jessica on the web and uh, submit your story, and I, I highly encourage you to do that. It, it's just a, an amazing thing that she's doing, and to be a part of it, I feel feel really special. So so, so thank you for what you're doing. It's a, a lot of work, but I think it's important work, and it's something really special. And Thank I you. want to, Same to you. Aw, thanks. I, I do, I do this cause I love it. And I get to meet really cool chicks like yourself and just, you know, all the people I've met in the hobby and doing this podcast has just, it makes all the, the craziness worthwhile. So, um, but again, Jessica, thank you for all you do. And I want to make a quick announcement. Um, we had a drawing last week. Um, the drawing was on Tuesday. The winner of our $25 gift card to Soft Plunge is, um, she goes by the handle Mind of Megan. Not sure who that is exactly, but Mind of Megan, you won yourself a $25 gift card to Soft Plunge. Yay! So you can also get the, um, I love ping pong shirt and match me and Jessica and, or you could get the Wu Tang shirt, you know, and be part of our group. But you get whatever you want. But, you know, I mean, the Wu-Tang shirt is like where it's at. And the fact that she's going to have Wu-Tang dresses is just like, I'm like, I can't, I can't, I'm, I'm done. I heard that. And I was just like, oh, my God. Oh, how much more money can I possibly give you? All of it? Okay. That's why I told, I told her, I'm just like, I'm just going to give you a stipend every week just so I can you know, keep myself in self-plunge threads. But, Seriously. Uh, but yeah, congratulations, mine to Megan. Again, thank you, Jessica, for, for being on the show. Oh, you've done it. I want to, before we end the show, say thank you. Thank you to all the people that have been supporting the little podcast that could. Much love to Mrs. Pin who gave this podcast a big shout out on the Pintastic Podcasters panel. 
Stephanie and Crystal from the Riptide podcast. Those those two podcasts really inspired me to to do this one. Their support has been fantastic. Stephanie's given me a lot of technical help, which I've really appreciated. And then also, again, to uh, Jessica DiNardo gave me a shout out on her podcast. And more importantly, to the people who've come up to me and emailed me, you know, men and women that have just, you know, shown a lot of love to the podcast. I'm new and still trying to figure this all out and just, you know, make it work. But the the fact that you guys take time out of your day, not only to listen, but then to let me know what you think and, and give some positive feedback, it means the world to me. And if my little podcast makes somebody's day brighter, then it's all worth it. So I just wanted to say thank you again, everybody, for the love and support. I really appreciate it. Next week, Actually, speaking of um, my peeps, I'm going to have two ladies from my local Bells and Chimes League on. Melody Zisman and Tina Rotman are going to come on the show and we're going to talk uh, local pinball, but we'll also talk about Bells and Chimes and they're both moms. So I thought it would be interesting to talk about pinball leagues and pinball from that perspective since we do have a lot of little people that play with us in our leagues and I know some of you guys that have leagues out there uh, may have younger ladies that play with you guys and I thought it'd be fun to kind of talk about that aspect so tune in next time and also if you have any comments witticisms criticisms please feel free to email the podcast at backboxpinballpodcast at gmail.com Thanks for listening to the Backbox Pinball Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. To get pinball fun delivered to you every week, subscribe to our podcast on your podcatcher of choice. Also, we'd love for you to post a review on iTunes. To look at show notes and more, visit our website at backboxpinballpodcast.fireside.fm. Again, that's backboxpinballpodcast.fireside.fm. Thanks for taking us with you, and keep flipping!